Uh, hi, this is Dr. Sana Hashmi, and this week in my Eye on China column, I focused on the Taiwanese elections that is to be held on January 13. So this is a year of elections, and in Taiwan, 19.5 uh, million eligible voters will vote to choose the next president of Taiwan and the law and their lawmakers. So the current president will have to step down because of the two-term limit. Uh, but as Taiwan is gearing up for its presidential and legislative elections, China is at the center of this very important elections. And there is going to be an impact on how people vote here in Taiwan as also um, on what course of action China is going to take depending on who's going to be the next president and who's going to be the next ruling party. And what is going to be the trajectory of cross-trade relationship is also going to be determined by the election result. Uh, then also significantly, it's going to impact the U.S.-China relationship as well. So like any other democracy, the elections in Taiwan are also chaotic. So three main parties are fielding their candidates for the next president. And the three candidates are the Demo uh, Democratic Progressive Party's Lai ching who is also the incumbent vice president of Taiwan. Uh, then Kuomintang's Ho Yuhi, who is also the current mayor of New Taipei City and Taiwan People's Party Kovancha, who was a uh, Taipei mayor. Uh, so it seems that it is going to be a close call, at least between Lai and Ho. So the main opposition party uh, is now trying to frame this election as a vote for either war or peace. Uh, a vote for war would be for DPP, and a vote for peace would be for KMT, according to um, the opposition party KMT. So during the present President Tsai Ing-wen's tenure, what we have seen is that the cross-rate relationship has uh, seen a significant deterioration, with Taiwan emerging, becoming a major point of contention in the U.S.-China relationship as well. Uh, and the primary reason behind uh, the deterioration in cross-rate relationship was DPP's refusal to accept the 1992 consensus as the basis for the dialogue. So these differences with the DPP and along with this, a number of countries growing interest and engagement interaction with Taiwan also added complexity to this situation. So in the past couple of years, we've also witnessed China establishing a new norm by intensifying its gray zone activities, economic coercion and psychological warfare against Taiwan. Uh, China has been trying to change the status quo unilaterally in the Taiwan Strait. So this escalation in tensions and aggression by China is kind of being used or leveraged by the KMT, who has been accusing uh, uh, the current ruling party of straining cross-trade relationship. And they also have been saying that DPP has been leading Taiwan towards war. However, uh, there appears to be a misconstrued, misunderstood discourse around this matter about the cross-trade deterioration um, so what is important here to consider is that the CCP leadership agenda does not simply emphasize on uh, reinitiating the dialogue if uh, any other party apart from DPP comes to power. Instead, their objective is to set and impose the terms and conditions of any dialogue that would include reinstating the 1992 consensus. And the One China principle should be on compromising foundation for the dialogue. Um, then apart from this, another major issue that has gained traction during this election is how rampant Chinese interference and influence operations 
uh, in the elections. Uh, while Taiwan has been an old victim of Chinese uh, influence operation, and this is not something that is new, uh, but specifically in the run-up to the elections, what we have seen is that the intensity of such actions has been intensified and now is widespread. So what China wants to do is to sway the election outcomes in its favor. And for China, the desired outcome would be to involve a reversal of uh, to the rejection by the DPP of the 1992 consensus and as well as minimizing Taiwan's external outreach and perhaps make it more insular. Um, then a major reason why this election is also important because to some extent the outcome of it will also determine how China is going to approach Taiwan going ahead. And also in a way answer the question if China is going to invade Taiwan and this is the lingering question that uh, we have been asking in the past couple of years. Uh, the short answer to this very important question is a no in my view, and primarily because there are a number of serious issues that China has been dealing, um, including sluggish economy and unemployment that even Xi Jinping during his New Year Eve uh, message, he talked about it, which is not a very common thing that a Chinese leader is talking about uh, such issues publicly. So definitely the uh, depth of the seriousness of the issue is much more than how the Chinese side and Xi Jinping uh, is has been projecting it to be. So in such a scenario, the likelihood of an imminent conflict is, uh, it definitely seems highly improbable. Uh, but what is more important here is that no matter who emerges victorious, the China threat will remain alive. It's definitely going to be there no matter who comes to power, no matter uh, what they are doing. So if, uh, for example, KMT or Taiwan People's Party comes to power, even then China's pressure will persist. Uh, but what will change is perhaps China's approach. There might be a mix of carrot and sticks. Uh, but as I said, the objective of uh, China will remain the same. That is the reunification of Taiwan with the Chinese motherland. Uh, while with the DPP, uh, if DPP comes back to power, there might be continuity in what China has been doing with respect to uh, intensifying tension, escalation of tension in the Taiwan Strait. Uh, there might be more sticks and perhaps no carrots with the DPP. And this is something that we have been seeing in the past uh, couple of years. So definitely what I see is uh, that there will be continuity if the DPP comes back to power and the objective will be just to reinforce the new norm that China has been trying to establish in the Taiwan Strait for uh, the past four or five years, and perhaps a new form of the status quo as well. So China's approach towards Taiwan may fluctuate depending on who comes to power on Saturday, uh, but it is very important to realize and acknowledge that China's primary goal remains Taiwan reunification, either by peaceful means or by the use of force. So while there is election rhetoric that is going up, going on, um, and even the discussion around the war versus peace narrative is something that uh, has gained a lot of traction in Taiwan uh, among local, among uh, youth, uh, uh, young voters as well. But despite that, it is so important um, that the acknowledgement should be there that the prevention of an invasion only and only hinges on China. In such a scenario, I do not really see Taiwan holding much of an influence. Uh, so for uh, whoever comes to power and whoever wins on January 13, 
it is definitely going to be a very very difficult path for the next president specifically with respect to the cross strait ties and how to manage a stable uh, relationship with china um so to conclude i would say that the next president of taiwan must effectively navigate the challenges that have been posed by china and the challenges that are forthcoming while also safeguarding taiwan's interests at the same time thank you